0: Hello, welcome to the Marriage Underdog Radio Show. I'm your host, Chris A. Matthews, and we have a phenomenal guest once again. I would like to introduce Leslie Doris. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist and marriage coach. Thank you, Leslie, for being here.
1: Well, Chris, thanks so much for having me. I love talking about this.
0: (laughs) I'm excited to get into it. Um, Just to let the viewers know, we met a few months back. I found your material on LinkedIn, and you were so gracious. To meet with me for about an hour and we just spoke about you know the craft of marriage and family therapy and I love to always start by asking the interviewees what got you into the field and especially because you predominantly work with men so as a woman therapist that specializes with men I'm sure you get that question so please let us know the story around what got you into the field
1: well, it, yeah, it, it's a very long story, so I'm going to cut it short. But um, I've been work I've worked with couples for many, many years, and um, interestingly enough, at some point in time, I realized that at least fifty percent of the people who were contacting me were men. Ooh. And um, there's a lot of support out there for women, not necessarily accurate support, but there's a lot less support out there for men, and there are some. Common thoughts about men and marriage that just make me crazy because it's not my experience, either personally or professionally.
0: Can you you throw a couple out real quick just for those that may not be
1: um... well? I mean, that that um, that men aren't emotional, that men um don't really care about their marriages, Mm -hmm. which is like so not true, and that men are incompetent, they're they're I mean, I want. I generally don't do this, but I got into a conversation with somebody on Facebook who was saying not only that her husband was a child, but all men are children. Mm. And I went, that is so, I mean, if anybody said that about women, oh my gosh, would there be backlash? Mm. But, and, and we don't see um, the, the, the good male examples. You look on television and you have, you know, like the King of Queens and, And everybody loves Raymond, and these guys are, these guys really are incompetent, and their wife has to come in and save the day. That is not what I experienced in my practice, nor is it what I've experienced. And, and you know, that kind of um, viewpoint about men. Really makes them back up, become defensive, which I can't exactly say I blame them. Right, absolutely. and you know they ju- they're just not supported. And so my view is is if we want to have successful relationships, we cannot ignore fifty percent of the population or blame fifty percent of the population. Got you.
0: So that's a lot of what got you into the field. You were working with couples, mm-hmm. and you were finding that all these snap judgments and stereotypes that were not true about men and. That then preceded you to want to work exclusively with men?
1: Right. And I have um, and I actually have uh, very much a left-brained mindset. my every every man in my life, my father, my husband, several of my boyfriends, my son, they've all been scientists or engineers. So right. I I mean and my brain kind of works that way too. so I understand that way of thinking about things. And, um, part of the reason why I went into coaching versus therapy and counseling is because counseling and therapy require, you know, has this idea that somebody is broken, that somebody is sick. And it's like, no, you just don't have the skill. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why a lot of men don't like therapy counseling is because it's not action oriented. And that's, And and what I do with my clients is, is I give them the skills that by the way, everybody needs, including women, but nobody, you, you, nobody has to go to relationship school.
0: Mm -hmm. Even the top athletes have a coach. So talent doesn't supersede the need for a coach. And, And I love the fact that you're describing the left and right brain, because I know in therapy as you do as well, the profession you have or the type of thinker you are impacts how you receive the material being presented in counseling so walk us through a couple strategies or techniques that you utilize with those left brain thinkers or the ones that might come in from an industry like engineering or a really technical base and they it's not that they're not emotional they just see emotions in a different perspective potentially
1: well and 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 that's really the thing and one of the things that, that shows up and um is that every individual not just men and women, but, but every individual experiences things differently, right? right? We're not, we're not carbon copies of each other, but what gets, what gets frustrating, I think, for men is that there's an expectation that they will respond, react, behave the way women do. Well, we, well, first off, individuals don't do that anyway, but Mm -hmm. second off, we don't. And um, there is this challenge for men. Because being able to embrace all of their emotions is not necessarily supported. We're, we're slowly getting there. But traditionally, men could channel their emotions either into anger or into lust. <laughs> and that's shortchanging things because the emotional system is the one we're born with. everybody That's how babies interact with the world. Right. And, but men get it, um, well, we all get it trained out of us a little bit, but men especially, it's the big boys don't cry, man up, these, you know, these these, weak,
0: these you show ideas
1: that really put men into these boxes. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and so if you tend to be left brained anyway, there's this idea that I can think my way out of this which but the problem is is when we're dealing with emotions by by definition our cognitive brain is offline when we're flooded with emotions so so if, so if you're trying to deal you know so if your wife is emotional and this is one of the things that really upset men they they don't like it when their wives are upset not mostly because they feel like they fail Mm. If I somehow did not do my job, if my partner is hurting, no, (laughs) but, and, and so part of what happens with men is they go into what we all do. We all go into what we know how to do. And that's where a lot of the challenges come in because when we're dealing with them, I tell my clients, you can't deal with an emotional issue from a place of logic. Right. And and you,
0: you make great sense because even as a man and as a counselor, I use the phrase feeling is fixing and teaching men how to fix by way of feeling. And sometimes that looks like a man in session and he'll be a great active listener and his wife will acknowledge that he heard her and that he was empathetic and she'll fall into his arms and he'll be looking at me like, Chris, what just happened? I didn't do anything. And I'm like, you did do something. You yeah. were available. Yeah. And that phrase feeling is fixing, opening up to heal up, those are phrases that I've taglined because a lot of men need that validation to know what fixing looks like. And it may not be a solution or just giving advice.
1: Well, yes, and, and that's and that's really, really true. But the other thing, and um, Brene Brown talks about this, and I can't remember which one of her TED Talks she talks about this in, but you know, she was doing, the, she was doing her, her book tour about vulnerability, and a man came up to her, and he asked her, why do you never talk about vulnerability in men? And he pointed to three women, his wife and two daughters, and basically he said to her, I cannot fall off my horse. Those three women will not let me do it, and that's the other thing that men come into that women say, "I want my partner to be a more emotional, more available more this." And then when he is, they don't know what to do with it and Perfect. you know so so it puts these men in in the catch yeah. twenty two and that's what I really try to help them
0: like, what doing?
1: that men get to men well, we all get to deal with our emotions. Mm-hmm in our own way. Now, what I try to do is help people deal with them productively. um, But the way that you deal with your emotions doesn't have to mirror the way that I deal with mine or or the way that somebody else deals with theirs. And that's where the challenge comes in.
0: Going back to, to what you were describing with the Brene Brown video, right? You talked about how women may seek a man to be emotional or to express it. But when a man chooses to do that, it can almost be blinding to the woman where she doesn't know what to do with it. Right. I recall I was, I was speaking at black enterprise and and I asked that question. I said, well, a lot of times women will want a man to be emotional, but I've seen this in session. When a man starts to cry, it's almost two reactions. I'll see a woman become uncomfortable. I've often sometimes see her get angry. Like she doesn't know what to do with it. And then the man feels a sense of rejection and he says to himself, "I'll never show you that again in yep. any capacity." Uh, so, so what can couples do? What can women and men do, for that matter, to create a space where male partners can feel comfortable displaying that level of vulnerability?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, and that's and that is a challenge because, um, <laughs> and we have to we have to be willing to talk about it. Now, my husband is a big soft center chocolate me. he he cries he cries at movies frequently more than I do um and you know so and and so how do I react about that but but I also have to tell you there was one incident where he had this boss that was I mean if somebody had killed the man 20 years later they still would have been interviewing suspects Uh, and my husband came home one day and he said Um, I almost quit today. And I did not if I if I could go back in in my marriage and relive any part of it, that day would have been it because I did not handle it well. And he's you know, and and he's being vulnerable. And he's telling me, I mean, I I knew about the situation and, you know, and trying to be supportive. But in that moment, I was not supportive. And that's what men need. Well, we all need that. But 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 it's like you said, somehow, if we cut their legs out from underneath them why would they do it again
0: absolutely and in that moment you were more probably concerned with your own security or lack thereof because you saw the job as right (laughs) so what do you mean you're not going to provide you know i was
1: panicking right
0: (laughs) so so it sounds like the major tool couples having the discussion so it doesn't blindside neither part either partner right like I think that blind, that blind sighting where the woman sees the man emotional for the first time and he had never shown that before. So, right. so having that preventative conversation or productive conversation in the beginning, hey, when you are emotional, this is what it's going to look like. This is my, how I feel. Like having that open door to talk about it. That's what I'm hearing you say.
1: Right. I mean, and it, and it needs to start from early on.
0: And it's like anything else, like first date. Do you sit down? Hey, I'm a crier. Like no, well,
1: not. I mean, maybe, maybe not quite necessarily, but but being and and one of the things, and it's critically important that men be allowed or to be who they are as individuals. I get a little crazy with the whole happy wife, happy life. It's not that I don't think women should be happy, but we can't do it at the expense of their partners. And that's kind of what happens is that oh, I can't can't bring this up because it's going to rock the boat. I can't bring this up because she's going to cry. I can't bring this in. And so men sit on this stuff. And it doesn't mean they're not feeling it. It just means they don't feel like they have a safe place to come to the table to say, hey, I'm really struggling with this. Can we talk about it? Gotcha. um and and it's allowing both people to step into their full authentic selves because that's what we that's what we really want right so i'm i
0: mean you say creating a space where both people are safe enough to talk about it talk about it early and often Yeah. and be mindful that even in a courtship phase if you and I, I think courtship i think you should always be redating your partner right oh like, yeah um, you know, I'm, when my wife met me, I don't believe I ever cried. It wasn't because I don't believe in crying. Nothing ever moved me to tears. Right. And then, you know, having kids, having different experiences, I may now be more susceptible to crying, but that's a new person then. So, so updating your partner, who you are, because you may have a, 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 a for the women or ladies listening, your man may have been a lot more intact in terms of of less expressive when he was initially dating you but as life has put more on him he may now be more willing to express it so if we don't update our partner on who we are then we think we're marrying someone we were married to seven years ago and they're now another person
1: right and there are and there are expectations Mm. that my partner is going to see, feel, experience things the same way I do. Well, no, (laughs) it's sort of to paraphrase General Patton that if two people agree on everything, one of them isn't necessary. So, um, you know, being able to be who I am and and that's one of the things that I am, that I really work with my clients about is your wife wants a partner she wants she doesn't want a yes man she wants somebody who is going to stand in his strengths be open you know be open but but can be this person that she fell in love with where what you know where if it all just becomes yes dear whatever you want dear that's that's not a healthy relationship
0: a lot of men do that though because they either want to avoid a fight that's the biggest reason. A lot of men I counsel, it's like, you know what? I, I just want to avoid the fight. But then they're, they're avoiding engagement. So a woman might change it. And now it's like, see, you're the problem. I was just giving you what you wanted to avoid the fight, but you still had to create the fight. And a lot of men are just saying, I just want peace. So right. how does a man acquire peace, but yet still keep their female partner engaged?
1: Well, and and we all know what happens when we do peace at any price. It didn't work in World War II, and it's not going to work in your home. Um, It's learning how to engage in a healthy way. I tell people disagreements are a given. Mm -hmm. Fighting is a choice. We never actually have to have an argument with our partners, but we have to have the skill set to negotiate through these differences John Gottman guru of relationship research said that two-thirds of all disagreements in a relationship go unresolved Mm -hmm. and it's fine but you just have to figure out which are the two-thirds that you don't have to do anything about and what are the one-third that you really have to be able to work through um you know it's like you know, my husband. My husband folds his towels the way his mother folded them. I fold towels the way my mother folded them. Who cares how the towels are folded? They're folded. They're put away. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. So um, small but stuff. having children, that's something you better agree on. You right. Know, that's right. That's
0: a yeah. now and, and that's that's good information. That's helpful because for those that are listening, figuring out what you're gonna pick and choose, and understanding that everything doesn't have to be resolved there's certain things that just may not ever be resolved but the, but the big issues need to be resolved or it's going to be residual it's going to be things to come back later
1: well and, and and a lot of times what people are talking about what the initial conversation is about is not what's going on um i have a I, i've actually never met him in person but um he and he and he and I developed a relationship because he wrote a blog post about well I got divorced because I left dishes in the sink and I went no that is not why you got divorced but that's what they were fighting about
0: mm. but
1: nobody gets divorced because of dishes in the sink it's what the dishes represent
0: it's the emotional connection
1: right and if you don't go deeper into well why does you know why do dishes in the sink what what is that about Um, And that's one of the things that and this is where um, a a lot, especially left brained men, but men in general are tend to be more direct. They Mm -hmm. tend to not beat around the bush. And so they don't necessarily understand. Well, this doesn't make any sense. And they're focusing on it. And that's one of the clues is if you keep having the same argument discussion problem over and over again you need to go deeper it isn't about the dishes in the sink or the socks on the floor or whatever so it's more
0: it's more than just the surface stuff right yeah but it's when,
1: always more than the surface stuff
0: but when you brought me to you brought me to a, a, a statistic right uh 70% of divorces are filed by women and if it wasn't the dishes in the sink And their emotional connections that may have created that partner's wife to leave. Help us understand why men typically will stay, even when it's bad, based on the statistics of 70% of divorces being filed by women, but women tend to leave at a higher rate. Leave the marriage, that is.
1: Right. Well, I mean... And I'm glad you brought up that statistic because it's actually one of my favorite statistics to blow a hole in the in the argument that women are better at relationships than men, Mm. because if they really were, they wouldn't be getting divorced. And part of this is, again, you're not necessarily talking about what the real issue is, and you're also not finding a way to include both people because my view of it is if it's not working for both of you, it's not working. And marriage is
0: not working for both of you.
1: Right. If it's not, not if if your marriage isn't working for both partners, it's not working. If one of you, if one of you is unhappy about something, then, and, and that doesn't get resolved then the unhappiness continues but a lot of times women don't know how to bring things productively to the table it's really it's really easy to complain i don't like this i don't like that stop doing this stop doing that what we need to be able to do is make requests hey when we run into this circumstance can we handle it this way you know i'm i'm giving you some information and because a lot of times, okay, oh, I know she doesn't want this, but what do I do instead? And without any guidance, because the truth of the matter is men don't like to fail. Yeah. And, yeah. and so they would rather do nothing than be wrong.
0: Absolutely. There,
1: yeah. I can't tell you how many men I've talked to that say, that basically say, I'm damned if I do,
0: Damn and me. I'm yeah. damned
1: if I don't. So they choose the not. Mm-hmm. They're going to do what's most comfortable for them.
0: And at that point, it then it then you know and you can use some manipulation with that too. Like, see, it's your fault. I was fine. Now you're the problem. But to go back to something you said about women not bringing it to a man the right way, and when they do bring it to a man, it should be uh, more of a request. And then within that request, being your partner's teacher to demonstrate, illustrate what the opposite or alternative may need to be. But even when a woman does all of that, right? I I, I wanna put a disclaimer. You're talking about two people who seek to have a healthy relationship because I've I've seen women and men for that matter, bring the material or the need the appropriate way and they still get rejected. So what happens when a woman or a man for that matter has a consistency of bringing it to their partner in different ways, but the requests still aren't appreciated or accepted.
1: Well, in, in that case, then getting an objective third party involved is always a good idea. Because, again, I can't tell you how many times I've I've been with clients, both both men and women, who've said, well, but I've said exactly the same thing. I'm going, yes, but because there's no emotional entanglement with me,
0: mm. they can
1: hear it. Can right. I... And, you know, I mean, and there's so many moving parts to having productive conversations. And so, so before, know, before
0: the, the, the third party, a counselor or a coach, mm-hmm. because they're not emotionally entangled, they can say the same thing, but it be but it's heard. Yep. perceived. And I, I guess when you think about communication, it's the transmission of messages being sent back and forth. Right. So sometimes it's not as if the counselor is or the coach is making up some new material. They're just playing it at a different frequency where it can be heard.
1: Right. Because because the def- the the trigger into defensiveness isn't isn't right there. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally same words, same everything. And they go, well, why can, why can they hear it from you? I said, because there's not that emotional investment involvement. There's no, you know, there's, there's that space that allows for it to be heard. And that's one of the challenges because um, about women going and, 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 initiating more of the divorces because, and and I, and maybe you can answer this for me, Chris, because I'm, I'm really interested about this. I, I do not believe that men want less from their relationships. I think maybe they have learned to expect less. So they're, they're willing to put up with stuff either because they don't know how to resolve it or because, well, this is the way it's supposed to be.
0: So, so I'm I'm gonna answer this, and I'm I'm going on. Not this isn't personal experience. This is just being a marriage counselor that predominantly sees couples. Unfortunately, a lot of men that I see that are uncomfortable or unhappy in their marriage, they 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 will go out and supplement the marriage with external relationships. And those external relationships may not always be an affair partner. It could be work. It could be a hobby. It could be PlayStation. It could be generating more money. It could be being a coach for the kids, football or basketball or baseball team or soccer team where you're never home. Right. It's a distraction. Mm-hmm. A, lo- a lot of times I think that that's why men don't initiate the divorce, but they still are checked out as well. They just they're just better at dis- disclosing or excuse me, disguising being checked out with a distraction.
1: Well, yes. And, and that goes back to, I don't know how to fix this. So I'm going to go do something else. I'm going yeah. to go where I do feel capable, competent, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I know how to coach the kids' soccer team. I know how to excel at work. I know how to you know, do this. And, and, and that really is what it is. And, and there is a huge skill deficit but, but, but deficit for women in relationships are we don't you know, I had a client many years ago um, who came, you know, she bounced into the office one day and she said, I had an epiphany. I said, great. What is it? And she says, relationships aren't natural. And I said, well, where did you get the idea that they were? But, you know, it's easy to fall in love. It's easy to, you know, start out. But marriage is such a complicated relationship. It is a combination of every other relationship we're in. It's a legal arrangement. It's a partnership. It's a romance. It's a, I mean, you name it, it's there. There's a lot of
0: intersections to it.
1: Yeah. And and so, and we just don't have the skill set.
0: Now, Now to go back, unfortunately, a lot of men that I see, they may wrap themselves into work or things they're good at, but it does create a fertile environment for infidelity to grow. A lot of the infidelity that I see in my practice that I treat with couples from a man that cheated, they were using infidelity to supplement or to distract themselves from a marriage that wasn't providing the fruits that they sought. Now, in situations where a female partner comes in with a male partner and she's hurt because she thought or she felt like she was giving it all to the man and he still cheated, Those are some of the toughest cases I deal with because men and women for that matter can also be broken. Just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean you are you have it all together internally. So I find a lot of those men, they don't have the capacity to receive what a good spouse may be providing them with. So they just don't they just don't know how to how to be a good husband, even if the wife is doing what she's supposed to do.
1: Well, I mean, and 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 again, this is this is about having regular conversation. It's about what do we want this relationship to look like? What have we experienced in the past, both in our own romantic relationships and on our families and, 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 you know, not just our nuclear families, but our surrounding families do, are there good, are there examples of good relationships? I mean, we are now on at least the third generation of divorces. I mean, when, when the, um, you know, when they, when they took what, you know, no fault divorces came into being in the 70s. And, you know, and so people just think, oh, when it gets tough, we're just going to end it because the kids will be okay. Please stop that. Kids aren't, I mean, stop. They're going to be um, affected Yeah. And, and, but, and, and, I mean, and that,
0: that, that rhetoric is really upsetting me. A lot of people are like, well, I'm divorcing, you know, because of the kids that they're, they're seeing us argue and fight. Well, they would be, Healthier, they saw you get help. As well, like,
1: so. well I mean, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, I used to get people it's like you. Yeah, well, we tried everything. Well, did you get outside help? Did you get therapy or coaching? Well, yeah, we went once. No. Yeah,
0: yeah process. Is-
1: <laughs> no, no, yeah. Now
0: you you think about what you do as a as a marriage coach. You're a licensed marriage family therapist, and you have you have books. You have products. Talk about your products. And how they can help men and women, for that matter, who may uh, want to learn more about your approaches and, and just what you do.
1: Well, the first book I wrote was called Blueprint for a Lasting Marriage because it was like, okay, what what are the components that we need to have in here? And mm-hmm. I talk about you know building building the marriage from the ground up, and then I talk about the five major areas of a relationship: communication. Friends and family, intimacy, mm-hmm. um, children—if—if if you decide to have them—and finances, money. Those mm-hmm. are the five mm-hmm. major areas that people need to have. What's our plan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the most recent book I've—I've I've written. It's called Hero Husband. Yeah. Um, how to—you know—how to make your wife and you really happy. And I take I take that from the viewpoint of a bunch of superheroes and you're know, starting out with Batman and ending up, you know, um, taking them through. And here are the characteristics of the superheroes and their challenges and how to apply it to your to your marriage, because men want to be the heroes yeah. of their families. And, you know, I mean, and and p- what we pay attention to matters and um, yeah, I just wrote a blog post about, you know, her tears are my kryptonite because <laughs> taking it from the Superman. It's like, oh, I fall apart when she cries. I don't know what to do. OK, well, like, you know, her crying is not necessarily a problem, you know, but you we know, have you, to know, you know how to deal with it. That
0: can, that can defuse an argument and make a woman connect really quickly with you. I'm going to use that. Like, I'm going to go to my wife and say, baby, the tears are my kryptonite. I mean, that in the moment, in that moment, now first they have to be familiar with Superman and Kryptonite, which most right. people, right? But what that does is I think it creates a level of vulnerability where a woman can hear a man empathize because sometimes a man may shut down or stow all, not because he doesn't care, but because he just doesn't know what to do. Yes. So to let the partner know, hey, I do hurt when you hurt. I just don't know how to fix it. And to your point, men do like to win. We like to fix. We have egos like most people do, and mm-hmm. our egos are fueled by getting things right. And I use the, the, the example of how when you look at the sports world, the athlete can never win too many championships. Right. He can never score too many goals. They can <laughs> never throw too many touchdowns. They can never hit too many home runs. They can never have too many holes in ones. It's always more, 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 more. And that fuels a man. And you think about top athletes, it's hard for them to retire, even at their you know, their greatest level, because they always think they have a little bit more left in the tank. Right. So is there something that female partners can do to help their male partner to help men get it right? Like what what can what can the wives listen to? What can they do? To help, help, them, help themselves by helping the husband, right?
1: Yeah, one of one of my colleagues, his name's Terry Real has this great line about how do I help you give me what I need, which I love. Mm-hmm. And so part of this is the willingness to share, to support, to um, acknowledge that you know you know because a lot of times it's like you know men will try they'll they'll they're giving it a really good effort and they're falling a little bit short right because again lack of knowledge not lack of interest right. and I'm, instead of you know going great you know thank you so much for doing all of these things can we now add this other one it's well you know i don't care how far you came you're still you still haven't made it to the goal line so you're done
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know, it's like that is very demoralizing.
0: What, you, what I'm really hearing you say then is, if a man is to produce a benefit, even in a small area, it might be okay. He's taking the trash out consistently. Wife doesn't have to ask. No, right. no dirty dishes in the sink. Then it's, well, why did you leave the toilet seat up? Right. Why? It's like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> like, I can't ever get it right. So, right. so allowing her to be small wins in the marriage that are communicated is a huge tip or task that women can do today. And a lot of women will tell me in therapy with the husband present, they'll say, well, I don't want to congratulate or celebrate one thing because in their mind they feel like if they celebrate and congratulate one thing, he'll stop doing anything else. Well yeah. that too, like that fear to validate because it's almost like the validation will take away the further efforts, because he's still not there yet.
1: Well, and and again, we we have to apply this, right? We would never take that attitude with our kids, right? Just 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 mm. go potty train, right? There, that's a process, right? And and you know, and you take them through it, and it's like you know, you don't get upset because, well, okay, you you're not perfect at, it. right? But we we have a very different standard for our partners. And, you know, we need to back off and go, Okay, can I acknowledge what they're doing Um, and not necessarily saying that's the end of the road? I mean, I mean, I use a lot of sports analogies as well. And, you know, it's like LeBron James, probably one of the best basketball players ever, is still trying to get better.
0: Right, right.
1: Right. And and so if you look at it, just because he gets positive feedback does not mean he's going to give up and sit back. But, and again, I would say to these women, test it, right? But again, most of us do much better with positive feedback. Now there's, forget what it's called. Um, It's like a sandwich where compliment, request, compliment, right? So you're, you're getting it in there, but it's surrounded by oh, here's this person who's opened the door with acknowledgement and compliment. Then they make a request and then they close the door with another compliment or acknowledgement. That's usually going to get most people working. There are people who do respond to negative interaction, but that's not most of us. What is not
0: going to be sustainable though? I think a short burst of that might work for some people. But well, when, I, when I think about, like, something being sustained, like a marriage is for for life, right? The goal of marriage is for life. And if you if you sign up for life, then you're not looking at a destination. I mean, I don't look at the destination of marriage because it's death, right? Like, yeah. the, the true destination of a marriage is to death do its part. Right. So I would focus more on the journey than the destination because I don't want to see that destination right now.
1: Right.
0: For neither me nor my partner. Right. And I think that's the part that people miss.
1: But here's the thing, and this is what we know. Gratitude is mm. so in entwined with happiness that you cannot separate the two. Mm. So when we and and when we pay attention to the positives that are happening, then that serves as counterbalance. Negatives are very powerful. In the happiness studies, it takes three to five. Positive interaction to counteract one negative one.
0: I think Gottman was talking about that. Is that what? Yeah.
1: So when I work with my clients, my goal is to get them to hit it out of the park 85 to 90% of the time, because that other 10 to 15%, we're human. We're not, you know, we're allowed to have bad days. We're allowed to not handle things ideally. But when we only focus on the negative, and by the way, human beings are wired to look at the negative because that's how we stay alive. Mm-hmm. But if we focus too much on the negative without paying any attention to the positive, we're, we're looking through a skewed lens. And, and so gratitude, appreciation, um, recognizing all the positive things that my partner is doing that gives them that gives us a cushion so when there is something that i'm challenged by and i come to the table my partner feels supported and as opposed to attacked it's like oh and and it's and and, and, and by the way this is a process it's not oh i only have to do this for one day right. no, no, no. i actually had i actually had a client ask me something about well how long do i have to do this i said well Depends on the result you want, but if you want it to last, then till the end of time. Right,
0: as long (laughs) as you prefer to be married, right.
1: Yeah. Now,
0: you know, I know our time is running out, but I just want to highlight a couple of things you mentioned. You you talk about how men are emotional beings. It just may be communicated and received differently. Mm -hmm. You also bring up the fact that if 70% of women are filing for divorce, that means that they may be giving up a little bit quicker. But at the same point, men, we have to be responsible for not just quitting and going to do something else, but to stick it out. And that would be for both people, right? Like a marriage people coming together, you have to be willing to commit, not just to each other, but committing to this process. And the fact that you both are going to constantly be changing. Um, I know you did a great job mentioning as well the work you do and and how you got into working with men, because there was so much out for women, but there wasn't out there wasn't a lot of resources for men. How can how can the men listening or or or, or people who want to get in contact with you, how can they reach out?
1: Well, probably the best way is by email. Um, They can reach me either at Leslie, uh, sorry, at FoundationsCoachingNC.com or better yet, coach at the Hero Husband Project, because it's really about empowering the men. Marriage is the ultimate team sport. And it's like you're talking about, we need to be understanding what makes this work. Mm. And you know, and, and, and getting clear about it. And, and I jokingly call myself the wife whisperer. I should probably not. That's because, and because people say, well, why the woman, right? Why should a man go to a woman? It's like, because I know what she's thinking. I know how she thinks. And so I can tell you what's going to work with her and what isn't. Whereas, you know, I mean, a lot of men, I mean, and there are a lot of men who understand women as well. But but it's it's how do we bring about the best possible support? Because you know, I I I I really want to get rid of this idea that um, that men are incompetent, incapable. They are very competent. They are very capable. They just need to be supported.
0: I love that. So all the guys listening, we do have it figured out, or we can have it figured out. Excuse me. We just need the support. And I, I love the fact that you are a woman advocating for men because it produces an equal playing field, <laughs> right? That's a lot cool. of the men can be like, see, <laughs> it wasn't just me that said this. You have somebody on your team saying it too, <laughs> right? Leslie, this has been phenomenal. We definitely have to have you back on again. Um, once again, you, you mentioned that people can reach you at the Hero Husband Project.
1: hmm Yep.
0: And... You're are current, you are currently taking coaching clients as well?
1: Yes, so, I am.
0: And just for those listening, coaching isn't isn't state regulated at all. So wherever wherever you are, you can reach out to Leslie. And I found you Leslie on your LinkedIn profile. You um also um do a great job putting videos up there. Do you have any other social media outlets that you use?
1: Um, I'm I'm on Facebook and uh I did have an Instagram account, it got Closed, So I don't know what that's the status is, but most, most people can find me either on Facebook or, or LinkedIn or there or are the two big places.
0: Definitely. We're so glad that you took time out of your day to be here. And I'm sure the information you provide is going to help a bunch of people. Uh, for those that have been listening you, you've been tuning into the marriage underdogs radio show. I'm your host, Chris A. Matthews. You can find our episodes on podcast, excuse me, Apple podcast and Spotify. And once again, you've been listening to Lori Doris and she's been phenomenal. So I hope to hear you guys or see you guys tune in next week. Thanks.